Have you Googled yourself lately? Take a minute. Open a new tab and search for yourself. This is called your personal SEO. Do you like what you see? If not, then this is the episode for you as we have a discussion around personal SEO. If you'd like the search results page to look a bit better for you, this detailed episode is going to help you improve your personal SEO so that you can build a profitable personal brand business online and to acquire the right SEO for your brand. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast, where we're all about helping you to create a profitable online personal brand so that you can live the life that you crave. And I'm always excited to be sharing with you each and every week new insights and just things to encourage you to build your own brand on Line And this week, we're going to be having a discussion around personal SEO, how to really navigate and build a brand that is search engine optimization worthy. And I interviewed a guest some time ago, and I never actually played this episode on the podcast. And I was like, what am I doing? I need to be playing this episode. And so this week, I'm going to be sharing an interview that I did with John Vong. John Vong is a native of Canada and still lives in Canada, runs his business in Canada, and his business is called Local SEO Search. John is a seasoned sales professional and internet marketer with an exceptional track record helping companies grow their clientele and profits. Through 15 years of experience working with CEOs, business owners, and marketing leaders at some of Canada's most successful corporations, John developed a deep understanding of local marketing dynamics and consumer behavior. John's entrepreneurial spirit and experience working with more than 5,000 local business owners inspired him to start his own company, Local SEO Search, in 2013. And this was an interview that, you know, I really enjoyed because SEO is something that we really don't really hear a lot of conversation around, but yet it's still important to be SEO worthy or to have SEO as a part of your strategy when it comes to your marketing so that when people are searching for the problem that you solve, that they actually get access to you and the products, services, and opportunities that you have. And so I hope you enjoy this interview. Let's jump right into it. Well, John, I just read your bio, but I'd like for you to tell a little bit more about yourself and about your business so that the listening audience can learn a little bit more from your mouth. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks a lot for having me, Markeith. 
Um, seven years ago, I started this agency called Local SEO Search. And the reason I started it was really to help business owners provide more value and provide more of a boutique type agency for family run small, medium sized businesses. Um, but I grew up in a small town outside of Toronto, um, Canada. And I was the fourth child of an immigrant family and we didn't have much growing up. So for me, it was all family. And that's how I wanted to harvest this new business and build it from the ground, from my staff, my clients, and my values is really family run. And we really focus on harvesting strong relationships um, and trust. And that's the foundation of how we built this company. Awesome. Awesome. Well, our topic for today, if you case you missed it at the very beginning, is how SEO can help harvest and build customer relationships for entrepreneurs and small business owners. And this is about the second episode I believe I've had on SEO, which you really don't hear people talk about it as much, but I know how important it is to building an online-based business and for those local businesses to leverage a tool like SEO in order to drive traffic to their businesses. So let's kind of start a little basic and let the listening audience know what is SEO for those who may not hear that term or that acronym a lot. What is SEO? Uh, so what it stands for is called search engine optimization. And if you are on Google as a search engine or Yahoo or Bing, um, there's paid sections at the top. It's called Google AdWords. Uh, or Bing ads. And underneath there, there's the local three pack. And below that is also organic natural listing. So what SEO provides is being present and becoming more visible on the first page of Google on the map and below the map. Nice. So that helps people to really be found, right? It helps them to really uh, be able to be searched out when people are looking for certain problems and things that they need solved. And so let's hop into this whole conversation about harvesting and building relationship, because it's not often that we hear the conversation around, you know, SEO or technology or things that we kind of consider to be not tangible in a sense can help us build relationships with customers. So what do you mean when you say that SEO can really help to harvest and build customer relationships for entrepreneurs and small business owners? SEO is more of a, uh, I guess, a digital marketing term. Um, and as it comes, relationship building is important for both the business owner and the user. Because they need the users need to trust the business to then perform the product and service. And what I, I really like talking about is relationships in terms of business and the user's perspective. Because um, if you're a business owner, ultimately what you want is a good ROI in terms of any form of advertising. And the most profitable or the most trusted way for you to get good customers is probably on word of mouth or referral type businesses. Um, but if you aren't visible, visible right now, digitally, um, you don't have a website, you don't have a digital presence, and you're not performing well on certain search queries or niche specific queries in terms of informational navigational or, or transactional queries, 
you're probably not getting a lot of search traffic and potential of moving and shifting people to even know and recognize who you are becoming more visible online um, makes a big impact for a lot of small, medium-sized businesses because this is the first place people go to uh, when they're actively looking or when they're close to the buying uh, decision-making process. And what you need to understand is people trust Google more than you think especially if they don't know who to go to, like your friend or family that referred a tradesperson or a restaurant that you want to check out, they're going to, you're probably going to vet them. You're going to Google them. You're going to check out the reviews on, not just on Google, but other restaurant review sites, right? And so understanding the whole intention, the user behavior is so important to then guide you to build a stronger relationship for customers as well as understanding yourself when you aren't seeking something you're gonna want to probably do your due diligence and understanding how google works and what ultimately you're after is that connection people aren't just gonna go to your website they're gonna check out multiple asset pieces not just your your main asset piece they're gonna check your facebook instagram twitter uh, assets youtube podcasts if you have other social channels um they're gonna vet you out if that makes sense yeah you know and a lot of us really don't think about it as much you know a lot of people especially in this day and age of uh digital advert ads with facebook and LinkedIn and so on and so forth. So a lot of people would say that, you know, SEO is uh, the the long way or SEO is the antiquated way today when you can pay for uh, your marketing through advertising. So talk a little bit about what's the difference between one buying paid ads in order to get in front of individuals versus using SEO to drive traffic to your business based on the problem you solve or the product that you are providing the marketplace? And that's a great question because I feel a lot of business owners don't know the difference. Mm. Um, Paid ads, a lot of people understand that when you're paying to go to Facebook ads or Google ads, you're at the top of the search, right? Um, And with Facebook, you're interrupting someone's scrolling down the post to then have an ad appear based on their history or their search kind of behavior, right? And you can target people. The good thing about ads is you can have a budget and it's fairly low at times. You can test the market. It's great for product type businesses, but if it's relationship service type businesses, larger ticket items, if you're a customer looking to purchase or build uh, or consult or work with someone, they want to ensure that that person's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. It's a longer process and they don't want to be swayed by an ad. They want to be in control. And so there's a difference between renting space versus owning space. And mm-hmm. with SEO, it's owning real estate on Google that's earned over many, many months or years. But Google trusts you. And therefore, the customers trust you because now you're dominating that first page result, answering the questions that the users are actively seeking out. So understanding the journey, the users, and really positioning yourself as a leader and expert will take you and your business Mm -hmm. to a different level once you start ranking on the first page of Google. That's good. 
So why is it so important to get on that first page and not be on the second, third, fourth, fifth page? Um, when was the last time you went past the first page of Google? Um, I would say nine out of 10 people don't go past the first page. Um, if they don't find what they're looking for, they're going to add more keywords to the actual search uh, results, right? Like they're going to just add another word or two to refine the query. So if you're answering different questions related to a user's intent and search result, then you're going to be more likely to um, rank, right? For various terms, various variations of keywords. So understanding what your target audience is looking for, positioning yourself in the, as an expert for whatever given service or product or keywords that you want to rank for, understanding that whole intent base, um, and then answering that with good authoritative site will actually deliver quality leads for your business. And it's all about inbound leads as opposed to trying to push stuff at people. Got it. Got it. And so because I want to make sure that those uh, who are frequently listening to the podcast, that they fully understand some of the terms that we're using. So when you say rank in Google, uh, what does that actually mean? It means if you go to the first page of Google, there's ads at the top of Google, and usually it's two or three ads. This is paid for by the business owner. And when you click on the ad, the business owner is charged five, 10, 20, $50 per click. A click doesn't really translate to a lead, but that's how business owners want to get in front of prospective buyers like yourself, right? Who clicked on the ad below that is the map. And then below that even further is the, the listings, right? So mm -hmm. what you want to do is appear on the map. Usually it's a three pack of the map and below that, usually there's about seven listings or so. And underneath there now is ads, right? And mm -hmm. ads is where Google makes all their money. Right. So you have to understand their purpose and their drive, but they also want to make sure that you continue coming back to Google. So they want to provide the best user experience and the best search result for you as the user. So they're going to understand your behaviors, your search histories, they're tracking every single thing that you're doing to provide a more catered experience, personalized experience for you as a customer. Nice, nice. So customized experience for you as a customer. That's really good. And so as we are learning how to rank our businesses in Google and learning how to get on that first page, you know, what are some things that we should be considering and thinking about in order to rank high in Google, in order to make sure that we are on that first page when people are typing in, for example, uh, dry cleaners in Nashville or the best restaurant that serves seafood in my city? How do we really start to work on being ranked high and being on that first page? I think it starts with foundation, which is take care of your customers and understanding who those paying customers are and asking them exactly how they found you. What are they looking for? What kind of answers do you, can you 
answer them so that you can start building a website that answers those questions that your customers are looking for, uh, delivering on all the services or products or um, you know any anything that's tangible that they feel that wants to be answered. So providing a good customer experience, understanding who they are, um, what the journey looks like. Do they consume written content? Do they consume video content? Um, how long do they stay? What kind of content do they expect frequency? Is it in-depth uh, content pieces or is it shallow content? Where do they want to consume the content? Is it on a website, on a blog, in certain social channels, on a YouTube video? Understanding your customers will really help you guide your website and the content that you can produce for running a really good SEO campaign. So that's real good because we're now digging deep into really fully understanding, you know, how do I start to establish my brand presence or how do I start to establish my authority in a sense that allows me to be considered the go-to whether or not be entrepreneur or some type of local type of business. And so you mentioned content. Is there any type of content that may be better than others when it comes to SEO and, and comes to ranking in Google? So this is a catered approach based on your type of client, right? And what they consume, because if they love video, start producing high quality, valuable uh, videos that answers exactly what they're looking for. So it makes sense, um, but a lot of people forget that and they're trying to figure it out. They're going shotgun approach. Why not just niche down to just cater towards your five best clients and then write everything, do everything you that they want and produce it and put it on your website and start just delivering everything for those five customers and you're attracting more of those ideal customers of yours. Nice, nice. Attracting ideal customers. And so how do we begin to really fully understand our customer? What are some of the things that we need to do to try to identify what our customers would be looking for when they come to Google or identify, you know, what our customers are in need of so that we are ranking high when they're searching for the product or service that we're providing? So this is always a good uh, question because if you're just starting off in this entrepreneurial journey, it's very difficult for you to know who your customers are first off. Um, so you might just have an idea and you have a concept, but you don't have customers that are willing to pay you. So what I always tell customers is don't focus on running a good website SEO campaign when you're just starting off. Focus on selling your product or services and getting real customers so that you can understand what they want. And then you start producing asset pieces, content pieces, pieces that will resonate with your tribe, right? Your, your ideal customers and producing good, compelling headlines and call to action pieces and um, putting on different channels, right? Social channels, because without real customers, you have an idea. So typically with an SEO campaign at our agency, we work with more established businesses at least been around for at least two to five years minimum. And they really want to um, position themselves as leaders or experts in an industry for 5, 10, 20 more years, right? So it is a longer term process, but we also want to vet and make ensure that they're not just entrepreneurs that don't really understand how to run a good business and they don't 
like you cannot position yourself as a leader and expert without knowing the basics and fundamentals of how to run a business. And we're not in the business of doing that for them, right? We're in the business of helping them amplify the message to become experts in the business. So good. Amplifying the message to become experts. So you start by acquiring the clients, acquiring the customers first, and then identifying what they need as they are patronizing your business or as they are buying products and services from you. That's real good. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to really dive deep into how to build that relationship with your customer and clients as you are navigating your way through SEO. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back? ready to take your time back and you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer or consultant in your own business. Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself in an online based business. I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always got. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. All right. Welcome back. As we are having a conversation on how SEO can help small business owners and entrepreneurs to harvest and build relationships. And my guest today is John Vong. And I hope I'm saying that correctly. And he's just sharing with us a little bit of information on search engine optimization and how that really can help us build our businesses and even really build our movements for those who have certain movements and causes that they are really passionate about. SEO can really be helpful for that. So John, welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Thank you for having me again. I, I mean, the first half was a lot of fun. And so I'm excited for the second half. It's going to be a much great, fun. great. So when we talk about relationship building and, and leveraging SEO to build that relationship, you were saying before we took our break that, you know, your first thing you need to do is really to start acquiring the client or the customer so that you kind of get an idea of who they are. And then once you have that client or customer in order to build that relationship, what are we doing? Are we asking questions? Are we getting them to take surveys? Are we, you know, providing content to see what attracts a particular type of client or customer? How are we getting this information out of those clients or customers? Um, so that's a really good question because 
it takes time to uncover all that, right? Mm-hmm. And time solves a lot of things. People want to fast track a lot of things in terms of business. They want hacks. They think it's the best solution that will solve all the problems. But in reality, people are going to trust people when time takes into play, right? Into account because uh, relationships are built not within days, weeks, or months. It, t- it may take years to harvest that trust, right? So when when I tell people to go out there and find their real customers, the ones that are loyal, the ones that are your type of tribe that you want more of, you might not even know who that is yet. You might be having five, 10 clients, but none of them are the type of clients that you really want to attract more of. But when you find that one client, when you find that second one, and then you build that strong connection with them, and you then want to actually be friends with them, you go for coffee, you go for lunch and dinner, and you want to have family gatherings with them because they're people like you. They have the same passion. They have core values similar to you. They have the same kind of mindset. They have the same kind of um, people that surround themselves with. That's who you want to gravitate towards. And that's where you have more of an open connection and conversation with. Because when you find them, you'll know. And you'll want to start asking them real deep questions like, who do you hang out with? Where do you reside? What's your community like? Where... Do you, how do you search? What kind of content do you consume? What kind of information do you look for when you're seeking out services like me? Why did you pick me in the first place? There's hundreds of other people, competitors doing what I'm doing. Out of all of them, what resonated you to come mm. to me, right? Then you'll have a better picture of what you know content they want. And then you can start building that SEO campaign website, all the ads that you're trying to retarget to hit that type of demographic, that personality. But without that insight, you're going to go blind. You're spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, not knowing who you're trying to attract. And it's frustrating as a business owner. So I keep hearing you say this one word. I think I've heard you say it three times, and that's website. How important is your website when it comes to SEO? Or do you have to have a website? Can it be a landing page or can it be, can you leverage, you know, social media? You know, how important is this website for SEO? Um, I feel website is like what a telephone used to be, right? It's a very strong asset piece. And if you don't have a website today, people already discount you as a credible business. So you should go out there and buy and build your own website, have your own name, domain name. Then you got to build up, get hosting and design the website. There's different providers out there. If you're on a lower budget, maybe go with Wix or Squarespace or, um, you know, Shopify, if you're a product-based company. Um, There's a lot of different options for you, but you need to become more credible. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter are great social media assets that you can go out there and claim through your brand, even YouTube, um, even with landing pages, right? You can have HubSpot or Infusionsoft landing pages, um, but it's not really an asset of yours. So I would say if you are a storefront business, you understand what a great location, a sign is, you're paying rent and you're physically there. That's what's expected if you are a storefront business. 
So now when you're online, what's expected is you own your own website because that's what's expected in the user's end of things. They feel like if you're credible and you want my business, you have to at least have a visual representation through a website. Visual representation through a website. So, you know, it kind of, you're talking to me because I've had my website on under construction for a couple of months now because I've been working on it and tweaking it here and there. But I read somewhere where they taught that you should have uh, your your keywords on your main page, homepage of your website uh, at least seven to ten times in order to be, I guess, ranked for that keyword. Um, is that true? Is, do you recommend that? Or how do we really leverage our website with the keywords on the site? Yeah, keyword research is very important. Um, and just to give you a my point of advice in terms of having your website still pending, I would advise you if it is 75 or 80% complete, go make it live. No one will see you yet. And then you can always tweak it, even if it's live, because nobody will know the difference, mm, right? That's um, good and then on top of the keyword research, I would say, do not keyword stuff it. I would focus on naturally understanding your customers and delivering exactly what they're looking for. So focus on like the content pieces, but answering questions, mm -hmm. understanding it so that it's more natural. Because if you start doing it just for SEO purposes, it's not going to sound good and people are going to not know if you're real or not. They're going to think that you're a robot or AI or you're doing it to keyword stuff, which is to trick Google, right? You don't want that. You want to have a natural appearing website with natural content that answers exactly what the users are looking for. That's real good advice. That's real good advice. Because I noticed that I was kind of researching my name for a particular purpose and I noticed that even though I have the website under construction, it didn't show up in Google at all. Yeah. So right now it's not indexed because okay. it's not live. There's no information there. Um, so you need to at least make it live and set up your Google search console, Google Analytics. Make sure that it's actually indexed by Google with content, with images and social links and everything else. Okay. Now, Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, and I know this is not a website conversation, but it is a SEO conversation. You talked a little bit about with images and things like that to help you to become indexed in Google. What kinds of advice do you give your clients as it pertains to their website um, with images and that those images may be slowing down their website? It's a good question because we get that all the time. I would say focus on uh, personalized images okay. and there's ways to compress the image so that it doesn't slow down your website. Mm -hmm. um, so look for what is a fine line between quality and speed. And you have to understand people don't want to uh, wait more than three seconds for a website mm -hmm. to load. So I would say look for good quality images, but don't, um, have a detriment on the speed because it's a fine line, right? Like with yeah. SEO, just like keyword research and stuffing your keyword, you want to make it naturally appearing without overly doing it for the purpose of just ranking. And 
I would say stay away from focusing so heavily on SEO if you're just starting off. Focus on just creating good content that your customers are looking for, and then slowly understand and tweak things accordingly once you start establishing your business. So should you be deleting any images that you know you're not using that is housed in your, I guess, your media of your website? Well, if there's no purpose for it, uh, if no one's actually clicking through to it, then what's the point having it? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so for me, it's all about like what your customers want. What do they want? I- images, video, audio, uh, infographs, banners, sliders, whatever it is, just produce what they want. And mm. you're in better shape than you think because you're overthinking, overanalyzing. I would say just go out there and produce and don't worry too much. It's all about the customer. It's all about building that relationship. Can you believe it? It's been 30 minutes. (laughs) It goes by so fast when you're talking about a topic that is interesting, uh, like SEO. So before we end this podcast, why don't you give us a little bit of advice or tips that we can take away from today's conversation, just to kind of start beginning considering you know, is my website, uh, is my web presence SEO friendly? And am I really moving in the right direction so that I can be found for the particular product or service that I'm providing? What would you say to those of us who are are just kind of starting out or just become interested in really uh, making our website more SEO friendly? Um, So there's a lot of tools, a lot of consultants, a lot of freelancers, in-house experts, and a lot of videos and podcasts out on uh, Google and also YouTube and podcast shows teaching you how to become an SEO expert or ranking your website. Um, I would say if you're not technically inclined, outsource this aspect because As a business owner, you're already busy dealing with everything else from operations, sales, marketing, accounting, um, inventory, bookkeeping, you name it. There's so many other things you have to worry about. And on top of that, during this pandemic, there's there's more burden, right? Stress. Um, So with SEO, I would say find someone that understands what's going on in your space, understanding that there's competitive analysis, competitive research, understanding you because it's the relationship that you want to build, someone that trusts you, someone that knows exactly what is, you know, they're in it for the right reasons as opposed to like just trying to get you as a customer, right? Um, So I would say don't spend too much time focused on SEO and understanding, um, you know, how to rank, I would say, focus on understanding your customers and producing good, valuable things that they want more. Because once you start establishing yourself and start getting customers and real revenue, then you have a business. Hmm. But until you have that, SEO will not translate that to real business because people who rank on the first page and then you start getting leads, but you don't know how to take care of them. You don't know what your value prop is. You don't know what your unique selling proposition is. You don't know how to, you know, inbound take, intake a new customer, the process, you're going to fail. 
So focus more heavily on how to run a good business, take care of your clients, and then everything else is when you're ready, then start looking at it. People forget about, like, they think SEO is a golden ticket for success for a lot of businesses. Well, it's not. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, I want to thank you, John, for joining me for this episode on the Maximize Your Brand podcast. Very good information, uh, very good, uh, valuable information that we can take back and start thinking about and and implementing a little bit. So why don't you tell the listening audience uh, how they can learn more about you, your company, and uh, and maybe follow you on social media if you have those available. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you can check out my website. It's www.localseosearch.ca. I also own the .com. And then I also have a podcast called Local SEO Today. Uh, where myself and my VP of sales, um, with while working at Yellow Pages, we've worked with over 10 to 15,000 mm-hmm. local business owners, and we provide a lot of valuable insight and knowledge on how these small, medium-sized business owners uh, build a more community-based, uh, localized business, but that's all that it takes, right? Like that is successful for a lot of people. They don't have to be the go-to thought leader in a global landscape, right? They just have to be a community leader in their local space and it provides for their family and friends and they have enough for themselves, right? So it all depends on what you're looking for. And we really help the small, medium-sized business owners, uh, family-run business owners get more visibility online by being true to themselves, build strong relationships and being honest. Nice, nice, nice. Well, once again, thank you for joining me for this conversation. We will definitely, definitely be listening to this again, or I know I will be listening to it again just to kind of take some of those nuggets. And so we appreciate you. And those of you who are listening to the podcast today, look, make sure that you go to iTunes and leave us a rating and or review because we'd like to see your comments and we'd like to know that we are on target with the information that you are wanting to receive from the podcast. I always appreciate you listening and always appreciate you taking the time out to allow me to share some of my valuable, great friends on the podcast with you. Until next week, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care. Oh,